evening and welcome. It is Wednesday night. This is Paranormal IRL. I'm your host, JV. If you're a little confused, don't be. That is Britt Griffith on the other side of the screen. But in addition to that, uh, some of you may be tuning in expecting to see Beyond Reality. Well, as we've explained for the last couple of weeks, we just want to be clear about this. We've rebranded the show. The show is now called Paranormal IRL, which Britt, IRL means what again? What, do, what did you sell me on here? What was this? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I can't hear you, buddy. Actually, I see, I see, uh, I see levels. Why can't I hear you? All right, now try it. Yeah, uh, because you had me muted. You muted me, right? I did, and I, I, right? I I'm not, it I'm was, not sorry it about it. It I'm wasn't not, my fault. I'm not sorry for it either. I, it was actually a peaceful few minutes. Ago. I have to, I have to mark this down on the calendar for the first <laughs> time. It was not my fault. The first time, and and you still played it off as my fault, and you let me panic, and I think you knew from the beginning. You said, I'm going to screw with him. Watch this. You, I can't hear you, Britt. I don't know what's wrong. Figure it out. It's all you. Anyway, it stands for in real life. Yeah, so this is the new tagline that all the kids are using. It is. It is the new tagline that all the kids, it's the cool thing. It's the cool thing to do. Um, By the way, when we bring our guest in tonight, (laughs) we're going to be talking with Jim Hunt, who is a world-class psychic medium. He's also uh, got some television experience. He's got a a wealth of uh, things to share with us tonight. I'm going to ask him about uh, whether or not you may have in some way subliminally affected me tonight and made me do that. So, therefore, that was still your fault. I mean, I'm sure we can make that connection some way. You sound like my girlfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend, ex-wife. We uh, always my fault. We, we no al- matter what. We always stall a little bit here in the beginning of the show as people file into our chat rooms. You like to make sure everybody's good and ready to uh, to hear the important discussion we've got coming up. By the way, tonight is our first night broadcasting to the Foxhole platform, which is really exciting Foxhole, to us. Foxhole, yes. Yeah, it's really exciting to us because we have done other shows there, and uh, they said to us, we would really like to have a paranormal show on our platform. Uh, if you guys do anything like that, would you please let us know? And just so happens we do, and we did, and, and this is our first night broadcasting on Foxhole with this. And here we are on yeah. the Foxhole broadcasting yeah. something other than politics. Because Foxhole is mostly a political platform, but it's also a free speech platform. So you know what, JV? We can talk about anything we want, and we do not have to worry about people banning us. Well, like the like the Catholic Church who doesn't believe in ghosts and wants us all to shut up. Yeah, although we've had some we've had some Catholics on the program. Adam Bly is a Catholic, and he is a demonologist, yeah. and he fully believes in all of this stuff. Uh, so maybe they're changing their position a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but but he won't come on a show. That's true. He will not come on a show. Quiet about it. You're absolutely right. He'll talk. I mean, we talk to him at events and stuff. But yeah, he won't come on the show. That's a good point. All right. Well, that's enough chitter chatter here. Welcome to everybody in our chat rooms. I said that to begin with, but I see a whole bunch of others. Folks have joined us as uh, we get ready to go here. Uh, Even folks in uh, in Foxhole joining us for the first time. Thank you. Tonight we're going to be talking with uh, Jim Hunt. Jim is an acclaimed psychic medium who became aware of his uh, abilities at the early age of five years old. He was born in Montreal to a half native 
psychic mom. He was raised, nurtured, and guided by both the living and the dead. He said, it's all I knew. And he had to embrace the gift because he simply couldn't shut it off. Uh, I think that some people might wonder whether that's a blessing or a curse. I think Jim would tell you it is absolutely a blessing. And we're, we're really pleased and honored to have Jim Hunt with us tonight. Jim, welcome to the program. Great to have you. And I promise you're not muted. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I enjoyed watching Brit's colors as you, <laughs> as he was muted. It was an aura colors of what the fuck did you just do to me? Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, what, by the <laughs> way, both made my day. What are the colors of uh, fuck you? Because I'm sure that's what he was showing. <laughs> it would be the, um, the lime green of throw up and just like, oh, just eat you. You well, know, it's, it's. It's interesting. I'm glad I can't see them because I would have been <laughs> offended by that had I known. Anyway, welcome to the program, Jim. Great to have you here. As I said in the intro, you you recognize that you had some special abilities, some gifts here at a very, very early age. And I'm always very curious when children start to recognize these things, how it affects them and how it affects them developmentally, especially as it relates to the other children in their lives. Um, wow. That's an awesome question. Um, I had to be very mum throughout most of my childhood. Uh, my mother had expressed for me to be quiet because a lot of people would not understand what I was talking about. And you were talking about uh, Catholicism, and I was the sign of the devil right off the bat. So being blamed and going to school with nuns and priests at the beginning of my education, I was in the principal's office more often than I did than I pleased to admit to. Um, my daughter, who is now five, has seen rainbows on our fingers in aura colors, which she has presented to myself and my wife when we're sitting reading a book with her in the dark or something. So um, that's when you can express to her, that's going, that's really cool. I'm glad you can see that. And she makes nothing of it and just goes about her day and goes and falls asleep. So it, it's good. If you teach children not to be afraid of what we do or because we're all intuitive it's just we embrace it more and we grow with it and i was very blessed with the ability to do so with a good foundation through my mother uh through many other psychic people that really worked for me so now i'm at a point in my life where i'm gonna teach i i enjoy what i do and sharing these abilities with others who are afraid to come out and say they have these abilities. That's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm helping and to release the dead, which is most important. What type of phenomena was occurring that you were aware of at five, six, seven years old? Were you seeing uh, spirits? Were you just receiving messages? Was it auras? What was happening to you at that point that you had to try to make sense of as a child? I got, again, I was blessed with a little village of, uh, of knowledge of people uh, but finding out on my own, naturally, like we all do, uh, my first experience was in a sandbox at five years old. And it was with an older man, kitty corner to the sandbox where I was playing and uh, didn't say a word. Uh, he was dressed normally in the sense of clothing. There was no era that I really may have understood. And he kept pointing to a middle part of the, well, a far end of the sandbox. And um, I had lost a G.I. Joe capsule thingy when back in the day, 
and I buried it in the fall and found it in the spring because this ghost kept on pointing exactly where it was. I dig it up. There it was presented to me and I was in heaven. It was, it was amazing. And I never saw him again. Was that, do you think that was the spirit of, of a relative, an ancestor of some sort? I mean, it seems uh, curious that a spirit would take an interest in where your toy was if there wasn't a connection like that. Uh, no, I think that the spirit world wants to help you. They're not, it's not all poltergeist and dark energy and uh, shadow people are not evil from my point of view. I, it's a completely different way of looking at things. They're there, but I'm not giving them permission to be part of my existence and I'm trying to release the souls to move into a light and be protected. The person that was in the sandbox of, from what I believe going through history is there was a fire. Uh, we lived on George V. There was, an, there was a house fire on First Avenue where the man died in the fire and he loved kids and that's how that ended up that's what i believe happened tell me how your mom fits into all this as i said in the introduction she was a half native uh, american i'm assuming even in canada is be considered uh, yeah. a native american right uh, uh, aboriginal is what we're going to what everyone's going with now is okay for, uh, for and that's how they're using this and um she, uh, my grand, my grandmother was uh, native. My grandfather was Hungarian, so I had quite a mix on my mom's side. My father, I think there was Irish there, um, but it was very, very. Um, it was a respected uh, talent that we had that no one really talked about in the masses. But if you needed some advice or some help. You walk into the back door of our kitchen and my mother would always have a cup of tea on and be talking to somebody and giving them advice. That's all I knew throughout my childhood. So she, she didn't see anything unusual about what you were experiencing as a child then? She was a little bit stressed out about what I had and really tried to contain what I knew for fear of being chastised or or even my family being outed or doing whatever. And uh, when some people did find out, it's just like it is today. You would be beaten up for nothing because they were afraid of what you knew. Uh, nobody would talk to you. There would be a lot of negative connotations attached to what our abilities were. One more question. Sure. Yeah, one more question. I'm gonna let Britt, Britt take it here. But um, one of the things that we've learned about children in these experiences is that they're far more, even even children who might not be as sensitive as you were as a child, are far more uh, open to having these experiences and therefore they seem to have them more often. And then they're taught not to have them. The adults teach them not to believe in their imaginary friend who very well may be a spirit visitor, or they're taught to not think this way or not to look at things this way. How, what is your opinion about that? And how many children do you think are actually taught out of their sensitivities before they have an opportunity to recognize them and develop them and use them for good? I still say in the generational gap of what's happening here, a good 80% of the parents will stop them. It's the believers that see this, that allow their children, if they know that their children have some form of ability to carry on and to allow them to grow. The only problem with that is that they were born with probably the abilities as well and were told not to, as you're saying, and controlled. So they didn't know how to teach their children. So they reach out to people like us to say, 
that is a normal thing. This is something that you should be doing. Never, never not allowing the child to express their feelings as to what they see. And very, I, I need to let people know this. Um, your child will rarely see anything evil. There's angelics and there are protectors of children and they are made sure that they're taken care of. There's, there are anomalies out there that are evil and just like we have in our human race that in our living daily lives, but not as much in the, de in the world of the dead. The dead protect children beyond, beyond anyone's imagination. Jim, before I let Britt take it here, will you please tell me what color is, is he still that green puke thing going on or is he calmed down a <laughs> no, little bit? He's, he's actually focused now, so he's okay. got this red orange, <laughs> right. which I explained. Right. Oh, focus! Okay, good. So, For the first time. That's the first time I think ever, actually. Okay. Yeah, that Beautiful. doesn't happen well, too often. We're we're gonna All right. tell the so truth. So basically, eh? <laughs> basically, Jim, you just had the professional interview. Now it's amateur hour. So because I am the amateur Beautiful. here on the show. Um, okay, so I got a couple questions. Number one, when I was reading your bio, uh, checking out your books, and uh, watching some of your interviews and whatnot, uh, so. You, you say that, uh, that, I mean, oh, did I do, did I drop a whatnot? Oh my God, I dropped a whatnot. I say a lot of whatnots. I have a lot of crutch phrases, J Jim. And then JV likes to hammer me with them. He's trying to make me a professional, but it's not going to work. Um, so, so you, so what you basically like to do when you said earlier, you don't care about the poltergeist. It's about helping people cross over and whatnot. Um, so my question is when you, when you walk into a room or you're walking down the street, I mean, do, do they come to you or are you kind of like, you know, bring out your dead type of thing to, to know where to go and then they come, man, I'm over here. Or, or do you just know where they're at and you go to them? Um, it, it's a mixture of everything that you're saying there, Britt, but the situation is this, um, we give off an energy, a psychic medium gives off an energy, a psychic, a clairvoyant, a clear audio, uh, a tarot card reader. We are giving off a specific energy that we are asking for permission to get information from the dead. So what happens here is I could be walking down certain main streets in Toronto and you might see a hundred people, but I'm seeing 200 people. So I'm seeing full apparitions throughout the streets uh, in different eras of clothing, um, uh, some of them are a mess being, uh, like they want to be, they perceive if they've been hit by a car, they perceive that their body is completely mangled. They'll show themselves that way until you say, listen, it's okay. You don't have to be that way anymore. Turn yourself into the beautiful you that you were show off a little bit. Just don't, don't be afraid any longer. I'm here. I can talk to you. You can talk to me. Now let's move to the light. And I express this on any show that I've ever been on they have a sense of calm and lose their panic quite quickly not all the time but quite a bit and they will see the light because you're actually talking to them where they weren't talking to any anyone who was alive they'll turn around look at the light and they're gone in a flash and it's not like any tv show where they come back out of the light and stick their head out and say hey well, thank you very much for that you never see them again and that's so, that's so you can't they never, they never bring you the book for the recently departed. Absolutely not. Which I wouldn't mind seeing oh. a copy, but no. Yeah, that would be amazing. Okay, so so are you like so? It's almost like you're a searchlight out there, so they can see you We're and they can come to you like a moth to light. Absolutely. So can you? Absolutely. 
So when you're walking when you're walking down the street and you see these 200 people or the, the, there are 200 people amongst the living and there's 200 extras. Mm -hmm. Um Mm -hmm. Some of them are obvious because you said different air, they're bangled bodies. Are there some that you're like, is that alive or is that dead? Or, or do you just know? Do you never? Uh, are there some that, that look so good? It's like, um, let me touch you first. Can I touch you? If I was able, <laughs> if I was able to get my wife to come on right now, I have stepped on the brakes so hard on our car. And she's saying, what the fuck did you just do? You just planted my face in the windshield. I'm going. There was somebody crossing the street. I could not tell if that was a human or a spirit. And it's happened to her multiple times in the 15 years that we've been together. So right, I so don't know it's probably better sometimes. to be safe than sorry. Uh, I agree, except for the person in the back of me beeping his horn saying, what the hell did I stop for? <laughs> it wasn't for, all right, you know, all right, it wasn't for, a, it wasn't for a squirrel. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. So... Okay, so when you're when you're helping someone cross over, whether there's a car accident, a poisoning, a natural death, a heart attack, or whatever, are you feeling their pain of how they died, or are, is it all mm -hmm. bliss and happiness? Absolutely not. You're feeling what they're feeling. You're feeling their fear, and I think that this is what's made me a good life coach. Is I'm feeling your fear. I'm feeling their fear. And they're giving me information as to what's going on and the circumstances that they've gone through. And I'm just saying, I'm really sorry you went through that. And there's no longer a need to feel this way anymore. So we act like someone that is a very calm source of energy for them. And we keep a very nice aura color amongst us, the white, the silvers, the blues that were recognized like a, a lure for a fish. And they pay attention to that. They're mesmerized by it. And they're listening to our words, they calm down, and all of a sudden they have the attention or the span of attention to see a light, to see a hand being drawn in, to hear some music, to hear voices of their family from their past that are trying to pull them in. It's it's very it's a complicated system, but it's it's an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing for us to do. It's not okay. rocket so science I for us. Okay, awesome. Okay, I, I'm piggybacking off of a question that just rolled through the fox trot, the fox, the foxhole chat. Fox um, trot. So, <laughs> fox. I don't know where fox trot came from, but it came out um, for the foxhole <laughs> chat. So, uh, so uh, a video is asking, or he made a comment about religion, which made me think. So, there's a lot of religions in this world. A lot of people believe mm -hmm. in different gods or multiple gods or no gods or da 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 da. da. Mm -hmm. So, the more if if they're say say you have a devout Christian. A devout Catholic, a devout Muslim, and then a devout atheist. Mm -hmm. Are are they mm -hmm. all easy to transfer over once you get them calmed down? Or are some more difficult than the others? Very everyone is dynamics are quite the same when they're in that spirit realm. There is no religion other than what they believe in, and you want us to believe into some form of religion in that case, but they're not asking about they're Muhammad, or they're not asking for Jesus Christ, or they're not asking for anyone special. They're asking, why am I here? And how come I'm still here? And you go, well, just calm down a little bit, go to that light, and you'll get your answers. It's not my responsibility on any form, because it's not political, it's not religious in that form or in that state. They're in a state of fear. Religion doesn't count. All right, does and that then, make uh, sense? one last question, and then Jay, it does, it does to me. 
I get it. But okay. you, the, I, I personally believe that religion is a is a earthly thing for us to make sense of our society and ourselves. But once you get to the next level, it's kind of all explained and it's all one. You're going to one light source. You're going to one door. Well, or maybe you're going to the other Love door it. you don't want to go to. So, so my can I put that in my book? That, and then JV, you could, you could take you put whatever you want in your book. All good by me. And then JV, you take it back. So, is there is it possible that when you're in that middle zone to go through the wrong door, so to speak? You know, you're you're pointing people to the right. Go to here. But is it possible if they don't have help or if they're stubborn and they don't want help that they can go into the wrong hole and end in the end up in the wrong place? I think this is when we're getting the visitation side of this, Britt. This is when we do see a ghost or an apparition or something because they step into a plane and it's our plane, which we're living right now. It could be a plane of the dead or it could be a plane of ET, could be the plane of another galaxy. It could be a whole bunch of different things, but they're still lost. And it's until someone's able to communicate with them for them to move forward. Otherwise, they're stuck in that state. There's nothing else other than that. There's no other doors of hell. There isn't to me. There is, I'm going to correct myself. There is a darker energy and a darker place for it. But everyone is stuck in that plane during the cycle of death when you're lost. So they're surrounded by darker energy that's trying to control that opportunity for a good soul to move into the light. So I think that that is what's considered a hell. Jim, I want to uh, just right. clean up a couple things that were floating through one of the chat rooms here because they're good questions and I don't want to lose track of them. Um, we kind of touched Absolutely. on it, kind of touched on it, but I'm looking for a more, uh, I guess, more an encapsulated answer here. Uh, one of the questions was specifically, where does God fit into this in your view? Oh, I have no Catholicism. I'm I'm a Roman Catholic that the church um, did me wrong in so many different ways. On the human side of my my belief, I believe in a higher power. I call it the universe. I have never given it a name, but I know that it's there. You're coveted, you're protected, you're loved, you're admired, you're educated, and you make a decision. Hey, I'm going to go into the light. I'm going to find out what I'm doing. Or, hey, am I coming to come back right away into something else and do something different? But I don't have a, a belief in a God. And the other question is, and I think this is an important one, um, although I think you, you've kind of navigated, navigated it already. A lot of people are concerned and curious about any kind of paranormal activity and how we can be sure, particularly if you're communicating with spirits of one kind or another, how you can be sure that this isn't some kind of dark energy or demonic entity deceiving you. I am very blessed in this way, and I've been telling people and other psychic mediums, and I've talked to other good psychic mediums, we get positive energy from the dead who are very good or good, good energy on our left side of our bodies, which is the heart chakra side. I get the mayhem and the disarray and the ugly on the right side. And I'm also saying at the same time, they're going to give me an answer on the right side that is just as communicative as the left side. But if I'm listening to someone on the right, it is demonic for sure for me. I'm getting the answer, but it comes with 
a consequence. It comes with, oh, you're going to tell them that they're going to win a million dollars tomorrow, but you're also going to know that they're going to die in three days. That's the kind of energy that gets to the right side. So I avoid them and I fight for the left heart chakra side to get the answers to help people better. By the way, we're talking tonight with psychic medium Jim Hunt. You can visit his website. It's jimhuntofficial.com. On the website, you'll see inform more information about Jim's work. Plus, you can book, book private sessions. I want to talk a little bit about your experience with Knock Knock Ghost. Uh, TV sure. show, you, you went around trying to find uh, proof and the, prove the existence of these paranormal entities. Tell us a little bit about the experience. What, the, what was the show about and uh, how much fun did you have making it? Oh my gosh. Uh, listen, this, the two years that the two seasons that we did this show was absolutely amazing. It put my name on the map It made me, it made others see that I was the type of intuitive, the type of uh, psychic medium that was going to help the dead move to the light and not fight the dark all the time. We were dealing with a lot of the dark energy that was in there, but we were dealing with it where I push them aside so that I can move in the, the, the not so lucky and move them to the light so that they're not controlled. The show was amazing. I had um, Richard Ryder, uh, a very famous Canadian stand-up, and um, um, Brie, who uh, was in transition and uh, was very afraid of everything, including his own voice or her own voice. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. They had skits. Uh, they tried to involve me in that. And I'm a reality TV personality. And those two were actors. So it was very easy for them. So they would yell and scream at me saying, this is take number 22 for you just to say yes. What is your problem? <laughs> and so it was difficult, but it was a lot of fun with everyone. Tell so me, I did enjoy my time on there. Tell me how the comedian angle entered into it. How did that play a part of the show when it relates to the paranormal? It was so cool. Um, my wife is a professional stand-up comedian. I married someone to make me laugh, and it was it's been I've been laughing ever since, and it's great. And she has not done any any performances about marrying a psychic, but I think that's going to be coming up very soon. But um, she knew Richard Ryder, and they were at the same show performing. And Richard said, I'm looking for a psychic. I'm looking, do you know a psychic? And my wife just said, hey, I know someone. So I met Richard. We talked outside. He had a smoke. Uh, we were talking, and he just said, well, I want you to be introduced to Kyle, the producer, blah, 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 and let's see where it goes. I met everybody, and, you know, you get tested nonstop, and, you, you know, you had to do certain things, and I told Richard a few things about him that nobody else knew, and I said some things about Kyle that he didn't want anyone to know, and that's how I got on the show. But it was because of my wife, the stand-up comedian, the crazy woman. Jim, <laughs> Jim, I can't yes. imagine marrying a comedian, and you're telling me with a straight face that she hasn't used you in her routines yet? I don't... <laughs> seriously? <laughs> it's been... It's been um, 10 years. She was voted top 10 comic here in Canada just a couple of years ago before COVID hit us. And she has not done anything, but she has warned me. She's got books on it now. <laughs> so I'm just, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm in, I'm in fucking trouble. Oh. I really am. Yes. Uh, 
Yes, you are. That that has to be a lot of fun. So during the filming of the show, uh, you said you did two seasons of, of Knock Knock Ghost. Were you looking yes. for evidence that you could actually capture on film or audio or something and replay, or was that not part of it? It was very much. We were, we were using a spirit box, and um, we were getting full sentences of communication. We had on the show, uh, I think, multiple apparitions that they were able to get on film. Uh, we were at a, a prison in Hawkesbury, Ontario, and I was stabbed there. No, sorry, it was Guelph. Or no, I'm sorry. We were at a prison somewhere, and it was because <laughs> <laughs> we do prisons and we did prisons, prisons and we did <laughs> Godridge. Sorry, Godridge, Ontario, and I was stabbed in Godridge, Ontario. And the cameraman was filming me and said, "Hey, Jim, you're bleeding," and I felt burning, but I thought. It was a hot mic. You know how you have to wear the mics in the yeah, sure. the, the yeah. wireless. I thought it. I thought it was the mic, and I thought it was like overheating, but it was bleeding, and I had the mark of the pen on uh, some place that I couldn't reach, obviously, and I was bleeding from it. So there was dark energy that loves to hurt us because they have a file on us that's about this big, and they know our weaknesses and. They know how our strengths, and they really try and take advantage of that. So that's why I'm always on guard when I'm doing some of these shows. You know, it was, you know, some of it was difficult. You know, as I sat there and was thinking about what you were saying and also thinking about the answer to the previous question about your wife being a comic, I think she's got the short end of the stick here because you're going to know all the punchlines before she delivers them. <laughs> Listen, I, I think I'm her toughest audience because uh, I'm not – I'm not always laughing at a lot of the jokes that she does, but the jokes that everybody listens to, they're laughing twice as hard as I was. So um, the, I'm not a very good critic. I can't be. One of the things that we often find when we do in, uh, any type of ghost hunting or paranormal investigating is something that we call a residual haunt, where it seems to not be able to interact with its environment. It's kind of on a replay, if you will, as, as a good comparison. And you talk about one of the things that you do is you stop spirits that are going through loops from something tragic or not knowing they can move on. Does that define mm -hmm. like a residual haunting? Or are you still talking yes, about is. something that may be more in, in, intelligent? It, it's they're both to be honest with you jv and the, the situation is um uh, a loop is um a, a personal one that i went through where there was a restaurant that my wife and i used to frequent quite often and on the corner i kept on watching this woman uh going through there and books in hand and books everywhere on the intersection and she was a librarian that had been hit by a taxi many years prior to that and it was a, a reoccurring thing on a friday when we would show up on a friday and it would happen all the time i confronted her and she went right through me didn't pay attention to me didn't do anything and kept on walking and going through this loop not even there was no option to me trying to bring her to the light had i not been educated enough by other psychic mediums who are amazing and who should come out and help people um, they said, why don't you grab some books from your own library, leave them on the ground at the time that she always shows up. Perfect idea. Threw the books on the ground. She noticed them, believe it or not, JV. She picked them up and said, who would do this? Who would leave a book here? And I got her attention and I said, look, you're dead. 
You're dead. You need to go to that light over there. You need to go. She looked at the light and boom, she was gone. She's never been at that corner ever again. There has never been an instance of energy because she finally, she didn't know she was dead. She was just going through the same thing over and over and over again. So it was kind of cool. That is cool. Jim, as a psychic, you give sessions and, and um, consultations with people, but mm -hmm. part of what you do, you add a life coach spin to all of this. How does that work? I, well, you know, I was going through a transition in my life, um, and um, uh, I'm always giving advice. My, I, I'm always, that was my job as a psychic, was to give advice or to try and help resolve issues that they were going through. And it was easy in some instances because I'm getting the answers from their dead relatives or friends that have passed, and they're looking for forgiveness or, or closure, and I was doing that, or... Some parents were just overbearing and never giving their ch children a chance to achieve what they needed to do. And I took this life coach course so that I can use some of the Western medicine ideas and therapies to help people move forward quicker than normal. So um, they would sit in there. One was um, a doctor a very long time ago who left emergency medicine and has now become one of the a, a great floor up in Bradford, Ontario. So they just, they did, they did what they asked from their parents and life coaching them and, and seeing their, their anxieties and their, their hold on to or their guilt. I'm able to help them look it over, mull it over, talk about it and move forward and do the things that they've always dreamt about doing. It's a lot of fun for me. It's not, I don't look at my job. I don't look at my life as a job anymore. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having so much fun. Well, I, what is that saying? If you enjoy, love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Or I, I think I just butchered it, but something like that, right? I mean, that's kind of no, you got it. it. Is. And, and you got it. It's been it's been eight years professional, a full time doing this, leaving a job that was horrible, and going and doing something for me instead of for someone else. And I've never looked back. Never looked back. It's it's amazing. Before I <laughs> hand it off to Britt again, uh, we have a chat question. Um, Rain asks. Uh, can you ask Jim, how long does it take to get a session if once you've booked? How far out are you booked, Jim? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm about two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks right now. Okay, Rain. So, so and it's uh, it, I and it for the American people. You're saving money. The Canadians, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Rain is. I don't know where Rain is. If you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Thank you, Rain, for clarifying that. Uh, so just go to uh, uh, jimhuntofficial.com and you can book there. Go ahead, Britt. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, back up a little bit to the wife being a comedian. So basically, and you being a psychic, so when you screw up and you misunderstand her, you cannot use the excuse, I didn't understand you, because you can read her mind. So she can look at oh, you I'm and go, shit. you hey. can read my mind, hey. you should have known better. Right. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, I listen, the good thing about her, she's a Gemini. So it's either I forgive you or you're not allowed in the house tonight. You're dead. So it's like, you're dead. Right. But, um, yeah. she's I'm a Gemini so accommodating. Too. May 28th. <laughs> there you go. And you guys are awful. No, <laughs> it's, what it is, is Gemini's give you an opportunity to state your situation and they assess it right away, like it or not like it. But I've been blessed very much with this person just to put up with me. She, living with a psychic is not easy. 
No, it can't be. I need no. to, I need to interrupt. You got to know everything about me. I need to interrupt here for just a second. So again, going back to Rain in our Foxhole chat, Jim, who asked yes. about booking the session and how far out you were booked. Uh, Rain said that uh, she's on a time crunch. Uh, something to do with the Louisiana Department of Revenue. I don't even want to ask the question what that's about. But do you have a way to expedite <laughs> something, Jim? Is there is that possible? She wants to know an answer right now. Well, no, not I wouldn't. I wouldn't say right now. I think she just wants. She would like to get a, a, a reading, a session with you uh, faster than two weeks. In two weeks' time, is that possible? Um, there's openings tomorrow, I think, and there is definitely openings this Monday because I opened up my day on Monday. Oh, there you go. So okay. there's something there. And what? Just what's her birthday quickly, and I can tell her something very quickly. Okay, it'll take us. I'm about, feeling her anxiety. Okay, it'll take us about thirty seconds to get that information because of the delay in the in Ooh, the broadcast. Yeah, I got a question. But go ahead while, while you do that, and so, I'll wait for you. So, so Jim, so so someone asked, and it might have been Rain. I don't know, but someone asked, "Are you able to pick like when you're doing a TV interview, a live interview? Are you able to pick up stuff from people in the audience or hear it in chat? Oh, yeah. Are you able?" To pull in people I, I hone in on that energy because this person is asking many multiple questions. You're feeling their desire or their request to have something. And right away, I feel that I need to give them some kind of an answer to calm them down so that they can deal with it on a rational does, way because you can you feel know, the anxiety. Do you know how? Do you know how this works? I mean, have you had to, I mean, the, the process that you were able to cut through all the people that are on the other side wanting to make mm -hmm. contact or whatever. How do you, how are you able to cut through like that? Do you, do you understand it or is just, it just is? See, this is the problem. People say, I, I have never met a good psychic that says they can shut it off. It's been with me forever. I don't shut this off. It doesn't shut off. I ask for permission to go to sleep. Can you leave me alone? I'll do your answers at eight o'clock in the morning. Let me walk the dog and I'll talk to you. Let me do this. Let me do that because you can get bombarded. And I'm telling you, the dead give more respect than the living. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't let, surprise me let, me let me just jump oh, in are here. Are we still waiting, JD? You no, know, we got it. It's December 4th. How much information do you need? Because I have year as well. Dece this uh, year would be great. December 4th, 1965. Beautiful. The changes that are happening here for Sagittarius is especially what she's going through. The early signs of Sagittarius is the want and the desire to do things. She was procrastinating so much that now everything is bombarding her. She will get the answers and everything will be done by May 3rd. Okay, there you May go. May 3rd. Right. Wow, thank a you, date Jim. on it. Yeah, thank you, Jim. One more that quick question here from this. Uh, the, the questions are coming fast and furious now. Uh, Lost <laughs> Mom in Foxhole wants to know if you're able to help with attachments, Jim. Yes. It's hard. And it's confusing, but yes. Okay, there you go, Lost Mom. Again, it's uh, jimhuntofficial.com if you're interested in, in a session. Go ahead, Britt. All right, so, okay, so, um, so. His colors change. So it's amazing. Britt now? Now what color <laughs> is he now? Awesome. What color is he now? <laughs> because like, oh. if he's heading towards that lime green, I'm going to mute him again. No, no, no. This is now no. yellow like he has on his headset which means that he's very brave in what he wants to ask. He just wants to get it out right so that it doesn't get abused by you. <laughs> yes, exactly. There we go. I got to get it out fast or he'll mute me. I, I don't, 
he has the power. I, I would mute him, but I can't do that from here. I just mute him from me. And then, you know, that doesn't serve the purpose. Um, okay, so you said that your mom is, is half native. Uh, I'm assuming up mm. north of the border, Canadian. Yes. Uh, is yep. uh, Native American, whatever the whatever the term is nowadays. Aboriginal, to... yep. All right, so my question to you is, so the natives, they would, you know, they would do peyote. They would do the sweat huts. They would do something to alter their brains a little bit to reach out, to reach the other side. Did, have you ever done any of this somewhat inebriated or uh, done any of the native type uh, rituals or, or preparation to make contact with the spirit world? Britt, I'm a kid from the 60s. I'm a stoner. So those <laughs> things are okay. Come on. Um, actually, are you microdosing? <laughs> can you imagine no 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 oh man <laughs> <laughs> what we do here is um uh, that doesn't enhance anything it doesn't change anything it does not give me the ability to be really crazy if i was drunk or if i was high you get the same answers they're not changing i'm not changing my style i'm not changing my personality and i'm still protecting myself so nothing changes that's the thing. The for for the people that take on illicit drugs of any sort and psychedelics to do this, they are not of their own free will at that point because they're already afraid and they don't know what they're getting into. Um, marijuana, pot, weed, however you want to call it, it's 420 here in Canada, so it's amazing. So all I'm saying is it doesn't alter your phase of your energy. It just it doesn't even enhance it. You're just either stoned and high going, hey, thank you very much for that answer and I'll think about it later. Or if you're drunk, because alcohol will make you angry, you're just going to go, ah, oh, shit, I don't want to hear that again. You, you know, know, you know, never. So, you know what happens though, Jim, doing that, inebriated, whatever you said, doesn't really affect the messages you're getting from the spirit world, but it may make you laugh at your wife's jokes more. Oh, easily. Yes. Thank you so much, Davey, for yeah. that one. Sure. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim, the, the, the drunker yes. you are, the funnier I am. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I like it when our chat is blitzed out of their minds because then they laugh at everything I say. Okay, so, so then, so then, the, so then, the Native Americans or the natives or the Aborigines, the ones that that they do this ritual, the the sweat huts, the peyote, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the what? Yep. People like that. So you, you've been doing this since five. It's like natural for you. You're already tuned in. Is it possible mm -hmm. for like me to get tuned in? Is like that, or does it, is uh, it, people have or people every, don't? Brit, everybody can. First of all, you have to let go of the jealousies. You have to let go of your anger. You have to let go of so many things when you're in the process of using this energy, because you can't have an opinion. You're getting information from the dead. It's not my opinion. It's not my thought. It's not my feeling. It's theirs. And you have to represent them in a way that you're giving them the information as, it want, as they want it to be told. So if you're doing anything that's uh, drug-related and you're going through stuff, you're going through your own pain to clear yourself and your energies of your own personal guilt. That's why people do that. I'm not guilty for anything that I do as a psychic medium. Okay, one more question for me, and then back to you, JV. Okay, so so um, I can work on my car, I can fix my own stuff, but sometimes yep. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the professional and let them do it. So you're obviously a professional in your world of what you're doing, like removing an attachment or you know talking to the other side or you're doing your 
and I'm not. I'd be an amateur at it. But you're saying that if I want to focus and practice, I could maybe get close to your level over time, obviously. Or sometimes, you know what? I have more. I have more money than time, so I'm just going to pay you to do it. Yes, uh, all of the above. But I love the idea that Brett, you would come to me and just say, Jim, I want to be able to be more in tune to my surroundings. I would just say, great. Let's all be calm about this. Let's think about this. The first thing I would say is, if you feel like you're being talked to or felt like you're auditory and you're only hearing what somebody is saying, I would say, listen to whatever is on the left side of your heart or the left side of your ear, because that is going to be more true to the existence of truth in the spirit world. On the right, again, you're getting that energy. You really don't want to get that. You're going to get the information, but it comes with a cost. And that's what I keep on telling people. It's how confident you feel in doing this. And don't be afraid of the debt. It's the living that you have to be afraid of. Jim, uh, we have, um, you've been very, very generous in, in um, reaching out and, and communicating with uh, some of our listeners here through our chat room. Sure. Uh, and, and, and I wouldn't ask you to do that if that wasn't comfortable f for you because we have several others that have asked. So I don't know if you, if, if, and I <laughs> no, don't no. want to step on any toes and I don't want you to do something that you're uncomfortable with here. We didn't talk about this ahead I'm of time. I'm not, so. and I think Foxhole would like this, wouldn't they? I think they would. Foxhole would like it very, very much, <laughs> in fact. All right, so we have uh, we have uh, a chatter here that says, I've lost all my purpose, my job, uh, and my volunteer work Due to uh, due to vaccine mandates, not sure where to go from here. What's your suggestion? Birth date twelve sixteen sixty four. So this person here has an agenda, and the agenda is only the agenda that belongs to that person that is giving you the date. Will not listen to other opportunities, so it's throwing curves or throwing wrenches into his opportunities. Very good human being, very loving, very empathic, very caring, but not following his own beliefs or following his beliefs too much that he's, he's getting blockages from the spirit world, let alone the human world, to say, you need to back off, you need to calm down a bit, you need to reinvent yourself to see what you can do to feel better about yourself. And I'm so sorry that you're lost in this Sagittarius world right now. And it's just because of the way that Neptune is working astrologically on Sagittarius's. Kaori, thank you for that. Kaori said, I'd like to know how to fix my sliding uh, hiatal, or hiatal, I don't even know how to pronounce that, hernia, <laughs> um, without surgery. Will, <laughs> I be able to do, will I be able to do this and how? I'm in Aries, <laughs> April 1st. I don't know if this is the type of advice you can offer uh, Jim or not. You see, I'm, I, I, I tell people I'm not a physician, I'm not a doctor, I'm not any of those things. Uh, but what I'm doing is a lot of that hernia there that she's so upset about, she is so emotional, so directly involved and is a, like a, a, a chatty Kathy type personality who wants to help everybody and is feeling overwhelmed because she's not being able to be taken care of properly. It's her energy that she's putting out. Thank you. And Sorry. again, no, no, th thank you for that. And also uh, just reminding folks that if you want a full and a complete session with Jim, go to his website, jimhuntofficial.com. And Rain, thank you for thank the you, gift. Baby. Yeah, thank you for the gift in the Foxhole chat. Another question, which is actually lines up with my next question, because one of the things that, that, uh, was mentioned in the communication back and forth we had in setting up this interview was, um, 
aliens and Bigfoot. How do aliens and Bigfoot enter into your work as a psychic medium, or is it more of what you were doing with the show? Where did that come from? Okay. Um, the Bigfoot thing was I was doing, I, I'm requested to go to a lot of different resorts, and I'm the, I'm the party favor kind of thing. So I'm going to be available to people Ooh. on the resort to do readings. Uh, so I was up near Devil's Thumb in Colorado and it was an afternoon off and one of the employees took me uh, on a horseback ride into the mountains, which was so cool. But the horses stopped and I stopped. I was going, I was feeling very uncomfortable. The energy around me, I felt like was in a vice and I'm going, there's something going on here. The horse is spooked. His horse was spooked. We had to get off the horses. And uh, it was a horrid, horrid smell. And that's all that I had. And he, he was convinced that, that there was a Bigfoot near us for the horses to freak out. I was freaking out because we were near a portal, for sure. Because that's, for me, Bigfoot, of Sasquatch, all of those, they're in portals. They go in one end, come out another. They do. They they're here to watch us as much as we're trying to find them, in my personal opinion. And that's what happened. So it was part of a resort thing that happened. And he never said a word about it until about three months later. And um, the, the people at the resort never wanted us to talk about it because they were fearful of <laughs> having too many people wanting to explore and then or losing business because no one wanted to go there. I have a question too. Uh, about that, about that. So, so are you are you able to pick up on animal issues, feelings, stress, whether it's your kitty cat or Bigfoot? Um, I have a cat as a guide, so um, uh, that's kind of different for me. Um, no. Hold on, hold on. What? <laughs> Explain that. Uh, I, I. So what I have here is I have a cat that was roadkill with no eye sockets. And that is the cat, that animal directs me and protects me and walks ahead. You know how cats will walk ahead of you and have that independent thing? So the cat's tail is twice as long as it normally is. Well, not twice as long. I'm really, not, that's exaggerating. Sorry. One and a half times longer. The cat's tail will point in the direction as to where the danger is. To the left, to the right, the tail will go down if it's on the floor. It will just point in any northwest, northeast direction it, or anywhere. And I'm paying attention to it, and there's always something there with that cat, and that cat lets me know. I don't have a name for the cat, so I just call it the cat. All right, I got it. All I, I know it's is my crazy. cat just wants to eat me. So, <laughs> uh, Jim, another another uh, chatter is interested in what you might see and or feel for him. Uh, his name is Iowa Joe in the chat room, and his birthday is seven eleven eighty six. Doesn't have a specific okay. question; just wonders what you see. So cancers, the moody cancers, sorry about that, but your birth date is right in there. Um, the anxiety levels that you're going through right now, again, is part of what Neptune's going through. We're getting, we're getting prepared for another Mercury in retrograde. So there's a system here where you need to reinvent yourself over the next three months. Figure out what your favorite thing is to do. Focus in on that and make that work for you. And then you'll because he's a tinkerer, this person. He likes to do the, maybe it's not a go-kart, but he wants, he likes to put things together and make them work and um, <laughs> to get satisfaction out of that. Uh, I, he might That's, be a I'm tinkler. A I'm pretty guy. sure I, he might be a tinker. I think he's pretty sure a tinkler. 
Uh, but we'll ask, we'll ask him <laughs> to respond to that. He's, he's a, I got another question. Yes, go ahead, Britt. I got another question. Man so, in front. Sorry, I, they're front. just coming. Yeah, they're, they're coming. So so I, I, I noticed you're staying a lot of the, a lot of the signs. Um, do you find in your, in your experience, is there one or two, is there like a particular sign that seems to get lost the most? Or is it pretty evenly spread out? Or do you find that you're helping uh, one particular group? See, I've got I've gotten hate mail for answering that question. Okay, I really truly have. <laughs> In the last three years, Aries have had a hard time, for sure. The second one are Libras, which is what I am. The Gemini's are going through systems of changes of opportunities. The Cancers are a little bit lazier than most now. The Sagittarius's, who are all the health providers are no longer wanting to be health providers. They're trying to be um, lawyers instead or police stars. officers. <laughs> yeah, but they're not, they're not, there's a lot of them. Taurus is Taurus, that'll never change. I don't think they'll ever change. But there's not they're one stubborn. bad sign over another. They're, it's just, yeah, they are stubborn. And, uh, but they're loving. <laughs> they'll love us more than any other sign. You know, they're yeah. protective. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> And I'm not talking yes. about your ex-wife. I've dated okay, a couple Tauruses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to love you all right, right, until you do exactly what they say. <laughs> See? Sorry, Jamie. Life coaching. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Jim, uh, man, uh, you tell me when we've had enough, okay? Because we've got a couple other people that would love to have a reading or quick quick comments from you. But I also sure. have Rain, who was who I guess is going through the process of booking on your website yep. and said there's something about a promo code. Is that something that's... That it's active? Uh, there's no, I don't, don't I, have one? I don't have an active, no, I don't have one right now. Okay. It's, uh, it's put in there. It's part of the website. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I'm right. I'm sorry. It's okay. There is no promo. You're getting a discount as an American anyway. Right. So just click through it, Rain. You'll be okay, right? <laughs> That's all she has to do is just click through it, Jim. Just click through it. Just click through it. Yeah. I think everything will be fine. Okay. So we have, um, let's see, Bridget, who says that I don't want to take advantage of Jim. But I really, I'm really not sure what's going on in my life right now. Do you have any advice? Bridget's birth date is 10 Okay. Uh, Libras have been waiting 11 years for a, a major change to happen to them at any age. And Mercury in retrograde has affected all Libras for so long. So you feel like your life is in this bubble and you can't get out of it or bubble gum that's stuck to your hair and you can't get it out. What changes is starting in June for Libras that you're going to have more insight. Um, this one, um, that birth date, there's a job opportunity that will finish you off for the into your retirement. So just do it and play with the numbers. This person doesn't play with the numbers enough and doesn't do that psychology on themselves and everything will be okay. And your relationship will change to the better instead of the worse, like everybody else has been telling you. Okay, so we have about, we have, I think, three people right now that have already put birth dates up. I'm not taking any more after these three quick ones for Jim. We've already taken advantage of Jim's good nature here. So um, quickly, we'll do these three. We've got Rudy, who uh, wants to know if his job is secure. His birth date is 11 28 74. So, um, I think that you need to be more, you need to re-educate yourself. You need to redo your resume, do an inventory and everything that you've accomplished. 
because you're still not doing the job that you're doing and you're looking for security in a job that you don't even like. Okay. <laughs> and that was from his group and that was from his grandfather. Oh. His grandfather told me that. Oh wow, okay. Wow. Uh Johnny, I don't I don't know if this is if John this is really Johnny's name. Is the name important for you when you do this, Jim? Is the name uh, they can do it's the if the if it's an actual birth date, they can be ten buck too. I'm okay. still gonna give them the answer. Okay. Well Johnny in chat, Johnny dangerously actually says, I was born Friday the thirteenth in nineteen seventy. What do you see? Friday the thirteenth. Uh, what? Oh yeah, we don't have a month what's, there, what's, Johnny. Uh, so let's yeah, let's go on. I don't let's, have a month. Let's move on to uh, yep. while Johnny puts his uh, month in there. June. <laughs> June is the is is the person's name. The birth date is eleven sixteen seventy two, and uh, June wants to know if you can see anything about her personal situation. Oh wow! Okay, all the things that you've been going through right now, the anger that you've been going through and not talking to anybody about, and the feeling of abandonment is going to start changing for you. You're in a year of your life that those acquisitions that were supposed to happen and the rug was pulled out from under you by your own family will no longer exist for you. You're going to have a great time coming up in 2022. And, and that was done by her grandmother. Oh, wow. There you go, June. Um, let's see here. Uh, Johnny Dangerous. Back to Johnny. It's uh, Friday the 13th in November of 1970. Oh, wow. Okay. So he is uh, somebody that is not an opportunist, uh, not, not an opportunist, but opportunities keep on coming to him. He can't make a decision for any reason whatsoever because there's too many people that he's trying to heal or fix or um, take care of. He's, he's too empathic. He's got to stop doing everything for everyone and do it for himself. That was from his guide. I didn't get family on that one. It was a guide. Okay. And the last one we're going to do tonight, folks, and by the way, again, if you're interested in a full session with Jim, <laughs> just go to the website, jimhuntofficial.com. It's a great website with a lot of information about all of Jim's work, plus you can book a session there. All right. Final one is TruthFPV is the name of the chat, the chatter, and the birth date is May 15th, 1986. Go back to school. Finish it off. You didn't do it the first time because you got angry and mad at everybody. Time now to change and move into that path. You're, you, you're done. The angrier that you get, the more profound that everybody's going to look at you as not doing the thing or saying, oh, no, you're doing this again. You're doing that. Stop telling everybody what you're doing. Don't tell anybody and surprise them with your certificate at the end of the year. And I, I, I have to add one more here, Jim. I'm sorry, but this, this, this kind lady had had this was way ahead of the line, and I missed it. Yep. And I just saw no, it here. No, it's okay. So this is either Please. either Pan or P Ann. I'm not sure which. Uh, and 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 uh, she says here, um, what is going on in the world that will change? Her birthday is May 29th, 1976. So. Not taking anything away from you, pen or pen, however you are. Stop being so moody. Your moodiness is what's affecting your opportunity. And you're only looking at the glass half empty. You've been doing that now for about three years. Stop doing that. The Gemini, it doesn't belong to Geminis. Geminis don't do that anymore. It's take the process, listen to it, and stop taking the opinions of others. And you're getting my opinion only because you asked. Jim, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've kept Well, you. she did. Go ahead. She did add. She did add that she said, my husband doesn't talk to me because of what's going on in the world. Will that change? So she 
So it sounds like her and her husband are stressing over the world <laughs> chaos right now. Yep. Nothing we can do. All right. So, so Jim, we've kept you for about right. an hour here. I don't want to keep you for much more yep. longer, but I do want to ask you about your, uh, your, you've, you're shooting a pilot and you are uh, about to launch a podcast, right? I am. I am. I'm learning from you guys. I need you as hosts. Fuck this. Like, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> well, if there's I... a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe in anything you want me to believe in. <laughs> well, I am. I have never been more excited about something. This is better than doing the podcast. This is gonna, for me. It's going to be better than doing a TV show. You're looking at what I was doing with people now. Part of the podcast is going to be with another psychic medium out of Jersey. Her name is Lisa. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to give her last name, so I'm not going to do that right away. But Lisa, I love you. Thank you very much for joining this part of the show. You're going to be my Brit, and I'm going to be your JB. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. But what I'm saying here. It's, we pay attention to detail. We're going to work with people. I'm going to have exciting guests on, but it's going to be a show for all of you, not just me and Lisa. We are going to answer questions. We want the cottage people. We want the people going up to the cottage on a Friday night, having us and answering these questions and having fun with everybody. I don't want it to be so uh, stuffy. I want to have fun. And you guys... I've done quite a few podcasts in, in 2021, 2022, and I want to tell you both, this has been fucking amazing. Well, thank you. That's, that's <laughs> very... Well, I, I got another question. <laughs> oh, I got another question. Is this going to ruin it, Brian? Yeah. Is this going to change his mind? That's what I have to know. Uh, I, I don't know. know. We're going to find out, though. So much fun. <laughs> Honestly, this is so much fun. Okay, so um, I just bought a 60-mile-an-hour lawnmower. My first race is this Saturday. Do I live or do I die? Well, if you seed properly, everything will move. So you're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I seed properly. <laughs> I don't know if I will because I can't wear my glasses underneath my helmet. <laughs> so it's going to be kind of a blur. <laughs> I think you're going right, to have fun with I'll it. I'll go with that. All right, Jim. You're going to have fun. We've mentioned your website, yes. uh, okay. but I'll let you do it this time and let folks know what they will find when they go there. Hey, listen, everybody. This was an honor to be on this show, and I want to thank JV, and I want to talk, thank Britt right off the bat. Questions were entertaining. You are entertaining, and your, and your diverse crowd is just as much fun. Um, you can reach me at, at jimhuntofficial.com. Um, I'm booking into two weeks. Um, it's a lot of fun. I have limited hours only because I have other things that I'm doing, a pilot, I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing all of these things, and um, I have a family that I love, and I need to be with them, and that's very important to me. Family is number one for me. So um, if you want to reach out, I'm on, uh, on Twitter, Jim Hunt Official, uh, uh, TikTok, Jim Hunt Official, Instagram, uh, uh, Jim Hunt official. And I do those live readings on inter, uh, Instagram most Fridays when I have some availability and I just get on there and just do that. Give me your birthday. Tell me what's going on. And I throw that out there just to keep me on edge. Of course, you know, what else can I want? 
Well, thanks for the time. And also thank you for working with so many of our listeners. That was really generous of you, Jim. We appreciate it very much. And I do need you to make this promise to me. When your wife sure. finally unleashes the barrage of humor related to Send you, us. related to you and what you do, we need to either hear it right away or live. Even if, if it's live, it's even better. We need promises that. I don't know what part of the country both of you are at. I couldn't find that out, but you are both welcome to uh, Toronto to see her on stage. We'll figure it out. Well, thank you. I'm in New York, so that's, that's not that's not far from me. That's an hour flight. That's a porter flight. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Brits in L.A. It's a little longer. I'm in L.A. Him. But either way, Jim, thanks so much. You've been a treat to have thank on the you. program. Please promise us you'll come back again sometime. I would love to come back. You guys were amazing. All right. Well, seriously, thank, thank you both. You. Thank, thank you. you. Again, it's uh, jimhuntofficial.com. I know that several of our chatters already booked sessions with Jim, and I thank the chatters for doing that because it's really terrific when people support the guests we have on the program. So thank you. I know rain. Did, yeah, absolutely. And I saw some others that said they were doing it too. So thanks so much. I mean, he was fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. He was fun and he used the F word. So I like him even more. Uh, right. Right down in, in your camp there, Britt, right in the gutter with you at times. Right, right in my camp. That's perfect. Yeah, and he said I'm not going to die, so I'm happy. <laughs> well, I hope, I certainly hope that's the case. I mean, that's one I really, really hope he's 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 correct on. But he, I know several of the people in the chat said he was spot on with some of the stuff he was saying for them. So that's yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, even Johnny Dangerously was like Scott, right on. He's like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so that was awesome. You know, so Great many guy. of them are charlatans. Seems. Well, it's, 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 it's a mixed bag. I'm not going to disparage anybody, but we've had some on that I've had some, you know, questions about, and it's just the way it is. You know, I think with any profession, you've got good ones and you've got, you've got not so good ones. I mean, tell me about lawyers for a minute. I mean, you got some good ones and you got some not so good ones, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the yeah, same, it's true. same with any profession. All right. So, uh, as we traditionally do at the end of the program here, we're going to do a couple of, uh, couple of, uh, Trivia questions for you, particularly for Scooter, because he's demanding them in the YouTube chat. A.K.A. A.K.A. Let's make Brit look stupider. Well, we'll see. We'll see if this does it. I, I, this first one I've been eyeing for a while here, and I have no idea what oh it is. Anyway, uh, the well, question. If you don't know. How the hell do I'm going to well, know? We're going to find out. Uh, the question here, first trivia question of the night. What is a porto portolan? P-O-R-T-O-L-A-N. Portolan. What is a portolan? Now, if I had Portland. to, if Portland. I had to use my knowledge of foreign languages, Porto is door. So, what language? Any of the Romance languages, I guess it's a derivative of Latin. Okay. Wait, so, what makes a language romantic? A Romance language is a language that came from Latin, derived from Latin. It doesn't make so it romantic. Any language that's derived from Latin. It doesn't make it romantic. The, the term romance doesn't mean it's romantic. It means that it comes from Roman, the Roman language of Latin. Oh, I had no idea. No. I thought it meant it was romantic, like you were going to woo me <laughs> no. with your Latin. No, that's not what it means. <laughs> uh, no. What does What is a portolan or portolan? Portolan. What is it? Hint. I've got a hint. Of, uh, let's see. What do we have? Door jam? Door jam. Uh, it's it's a portal in Portland. Uh, nautical chart, skinny door, skinny door, gateway, gateway. Uh, okay, here's a hint. 
uh, which is which is also can you can any, can you read this? Probably not. No, we already had this. It says it Thursday. It, it doesn't auto focus here, so it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, what is a portal in hint? The term comes from the Middle Ages. The term comes from the Middle Ages. What is a portal in? It's a Stargate. Door to a porta potty. I like that. Windowsill. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that would be a blue door. I, I don't know if anybody got this. I didn't see anything that matches this answer, but here we go. A sailor's navigational chart. Oh, somebody said that. No, no, Rain. Oh, Rain Gene, got it. Nautical Gene, chart. Gene said, where'd you see it? Gene got it too. Gene said nautical Rain chart. Rain and Foxhole got it. And Rain and Foxhole got it. Make sure nobody is looking so these Gene up. It's no fun if you look them up. Yeah, no cheating. Anyways, it's a it's a no uh, sailor's cheating. navigational chart. Portolans of the Middle Ages were often drawn on vellum and embellished with decorations. Cool. I don't know where door comes in the net. Maybe I had the all whole right. thing wrong. Maybe I made all that up. I don't even know. I don't Maybe. even know. All right, next question. Scooter, this is two of your three. In the 1970s, you ready? In the 1970s, songwriters Jackie DeShannon and Donna Weiss wrote a song called Betty Davis Eyes with lyrics that nod to the mesmerizing eyes of the famous Hollywood actress. What musician made the song a hit when she released her own version of it in 1981? I know the answer to that one. Uh, the female artist, right? Yeah, it was a female artist. That is correct. Female artist. Uh, Joan Jett. Yeah, that's not correct. No, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the Bette question Midler? again. Bet Midler. No, I'm going to read the question again. Here we go. In the 1970s, songwriters Jackie DeShannon and Donna Weiss wrote a song called Betty Davis Eyes with lyrics that nod to the mesmerizing eyes of the famous Hollywood actress. What musician made the song a hit when she released her own version of it in 1981? A lot of folks in chat already have it. They got it right. Yeah, Stevie Nicks. No, not Stevie Kim, Nicks. Who's Kim Cranes? It's Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes is the is Kim the Carnes. is the right answer. Kim Carnes is the right answer. Ah. Uh, the song what was, was the band. Kim Carnes. It was just solo. She was just it was just her. Okay. Kim Carnes is the answer. The song was a huge success for Carnes and became one of the best selling songs of the decade. She's precocious. Oh <laughs> man. That's one of the lines. Did you really just do that? No, that's one of the lines. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I was more laughing about, about how high you got. How She's uh, What do they call it? Alto? Uh, falsetto. <laughs> falsetto, thank you. Okay, so Scooter, you're in luck because our last one is a twofer because it's a weekend nope. page. Boy. So we have two more questions. Here we go. Here we go. Who created the board game Monopoly? Who a created, little fucker with the hat and the monocle. Who created the board game Monopoly? You're right, June. No one needs to Google that June, that Kim Carnes question. That was that one's pretty easy. I didn't know it. Yeah, but you don't know anything. Dead. You don't know anything about music. That's true. That's very true. Who created the Monopoly um, game? It wasn't Parker Brothers because they bought it from somebody, right? Yeah, this is this is one of those stories. I think you know that series, like the one that you're watching, the food yes. that built America. I think they have one about games or toys or something. And Monopoly games. is one of the stories. Yeah. And this was a this was a guy, and I don't remember his name, so I, I'm not going to have the right answer. But this was a guy who was basically bankrupt. I think during the Depression, 
And he lived in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and he created this concept of the game using the street names of Atlantic City, New Jersey. And uh, he took it. I'm not, I don't know if he sold it right away, uh, if it was like the first, or he struggled with it and then sold it. I don't know what happened, but obviously it became, I think, the, one of the best, if not the best, uh, selling board game of all time. But I don't know his name. See, uh, Scooter says yeah. Parker Brothers. Gene says Milton Bradley. I'm not even sure which which company. I mean, they've all been merged so many times. I think they've all been merged to one. Yeah. Now it's just Hasbro. I think owns them all. But the guy, it's it's a guy's name. I can't remember his name though. But I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up now because nobody seems to be coming up with a uh, with a name. Um, the name is oh yeah okay Charles Darrow. Charles Darrow invented the game in the 1930s using materials from his own home to create the board and pieces. It was later bought and produced by Parker Brothers. Charles Darrow. Wow. Okay. I wonder if Parker Brothers stole it from him for cheap or if they paid a fair wage for it. For well, I think that I think he I think he made some money on the deal. Um, Fifty thousand dollars sticks in my mind. In the 1930s, that was a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he got any royalties or anything beyond that. Anyway, here we go. Last one. I, who's cheating, Fiddy? Fiddy, who's cheating? I'm not cheating. I have the, How can I cheat? Anyway, uh, last one, and this is a bonus question. Uh, let's see. Two Rivers says, Google, why would we want to give Google our business as they hate us and influence loyal and foreign, local and foreign elections? I agree with you. I don't know. I'm not sure why you're saying that. But I certainly agree. All right, last question. Here we go. What famous person penned the, f the following popular line, life is either a daring adventure or nothing? What famous person penned the following popular line, life is either dar a daring adventure or nothing? Wow. Hmm. All right, everybody's telling me that there's no monocle on the Monopoly guy. Okay, yeah, that, I didn't know. I just assumed no, he was rich. All rich people have monocles. No, 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 no. That's one of these uh, Mandela effect things. Many, many people oh, remember the Monopoly guy having a monocle. But if you look, he, he doesn't, never did. doesn't have a monocle. At least not in our reality, he doesn't have a monocle. But this is one of the, <laughs> this is one of the things that's go. cited in the list of Mandela effect uh uh, evidence, I guess. So, yeah, interesting. interesting. Um, would it be Teddy Roosevelt? What famous person penned the following popular line? Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Teddy Roosevelt is a very, very good, uh, it would fit well uh, if it was attributed to him. We've got Charles Lindbergh. We've got Mark Twain. We've got Christopher Columbus. We've got Amelia Earhart, Helen Keller, another Mark Twain, Harry Houdini, Teddy Roosevelt, Evil Knievel, Franklin Roosevelt, J.M. Barry. A lot of guesses. The answer. Yeah, what is the answer? The answer is Helen Keller. The quote appeared in Keller's quote in Keller's uh, "Let Us Have Faith," which was published in 1940. Helen Keller. Who said Helen Keller? Gene said Helen Keller. Somebody did. Uh, Gene said Helen Keller. And Two Rivers corrected me in uh, Foxhole. Uh, Mr. Peanut wears the monocle. Yes, that's true. Peanuts. Mr. Peanut does wear a monocle. But a lot of people swear that the Monopoly guy wears a monocle. And that's one of the, I, I, these Mandela I effect things. Yeah. Yeah. I would have put so, money on it. 
So, I had no idea. Anyway, so I hope uh, folks in Foxhole enjoyed this program tonight since it was the first broadcast of the program on Foxhole. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we know our, our YouTube chat does, and then we know that the podcast folks do as well. So thank you to everyone who joined it, and thanks to the folks that contributed, especially in our in our Foxhole chat. We appreciate that very much. Any, yeah, we got like 1,800 gold pills. Yeah. Any parting words? That's a whole lot of pills. Any parting words? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, that was a great time. I, I really enjoyed Jim. I think we should have him back. You know, he was fun. Yeah. And he wasn't, you know, he didn't tell me I was going to die. So I'm good with it. Yeah. Well, I hope he was right. All right. That's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for being here, everybody. We will <laughs> see you next time.